Blog Talk Radio. All right, all right. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome tonight. All right. So this is the show Self-Expressions, and I am your host, Brother Robert Pop-Pop Hudson, and uh, welcome. Uh, we are broadcasting on www.blogtalkradio, and uh, we're also simulcasting on Facebook Live. So welcome, everybody, and uh, good evening, and uh, thanks for joining me for tonight's episode, no matter where in the world you are. Uh, so real quickly, uh, we only got an hour, so we're going to just go ahead and uh, try to go through things real quickly. So. Um, if you do have a paper, pencil, and pen, just grab it real quickly. I'm just going to uh, – we're only going to cover one verse here um, tonight. And that one verse is uh, pretty much going to be important. It's going to be uh, Ruth, chapter 1, verses 14 to 18. You can write that down. Also, if you have a pen and paper, just keep it handy. We're going to have a little fun with uh, something I uh, I discovered that uh, once that happens every once every thousand years, that you can have fun with. So, um, real quickly, I'm going to just um, do a little quick editorial of uh, some of the things that's happening right now in this world, and uh, some of these things that's happening uh, has happened before, and particularly, um, I'm addressing things that goes on in this country and some things that dictate the future as we start moving on. Okay, so around the year 1964, uh, the United States government chose to look into the Dr. Reverend Martin Luther King, look into his activities. Also, at the same time, they were looking into Malcolm X. At the same time, there were things going on in the Middle East where there was the creation of Hezbollah and the PLO. Um, particularly uh, the PLO, with uh, their leader, um, Arafat. And they they chose not to, you know, um, meddle in or get into the affairs of the Middle East because they were not a threat to this country right here today. As of right now, uh, the same things is going on. You know, there were the annexation of some nations to Russia during that same time, which was not a threat to us. And today, uh, no matter what goes on in the affairs of, of Russia and that region, they still have no effect on us whatsoever, and there's still no threat. But we choose to, to go in. And it seems that we seem to create enemies out of nowhere. And it's with our, our, our same government that has armed Osama bin Laden, who turned out to be a threat who backed Manuel Noriega in Panama and turned out to be a threat all of a sudden. Things that happened in the past and continue to happen in the present where we continue to create our own foes. And some would say, you know, is it our own fault? In, in a way, yes, because we are meddling and we're also dipping our hand in a Vietnam-type situation where Vietnam – was not a threat if they became a communist nation, if they became a communist nation as a whole. 
<clears throat> right now today, Vietnam is still in the same state it was in 1964. So, yes, you know, we do tend to meddle into affairs, and we seem to create enemies that was not there, and they become enemies. So um, going back to what I, you know, um, was, was saying, you know, if you have a piece of paper, pen, or whatever, I want you to do um, something for me. All right, and this is going to be fun, and it's, like I said, it's going to be pretty much interactive really quickly. So um, what I want you to do is the year you was born, write that down, and the age you are right now, write that down. Okay, and add the numbers up, and let's see if I can get this into the camera. Um, this should be the number you come up with. All right, so once again, um, the year you was born, write that down, and then the age you are right now today, write that down, and add the numbers up, and you should come up with this number, 2023. All right, and that's something that, um, that you can do that happens once every thousand years. So I hope you have fun with that little uh, fact right there. So we're just going to go ahead on and we're going to go into um, Ruth chapter 1, verses 14 through 18. Okay. So basically I'm going to – it's basically the story of Ruth. I found something interesting, something intriguing, and something stimulating when I visited this scripture. You know, there was a tragedy, a disaster, a calamity. It's a, catas- a catastrophe and a misfortune. But on the other hand, it's, a, it's an accomplishment of victories. It's a success, a success story bundled up in this book called Ruth. You know, there are 85 verses and four chapters of power-packed information in this chapter called Ruth. And Ruth was from a place called Mold. Uh, we also know that she was an uh, intruder. We had no business breaking into the the greatest plan that has been recorded in the Bible. It's, it's recorded in the days of Judges. And the Bible tells us that a famine broke out in the nation of Israel. Emletek and his wife, Naomi, took their two sons, Molan and Chelan, to the land of Moab in search of food. So it indicates to us that the famine was very well, and it could have been related to the raids that were taking place by the Philistines and the Amorites, and it may have no factor of the drought that was brought on in the in the great heat, you know. Uh, but maybe as soon as the crops you know, were ready for harvesting, and the enemy would swoop in and steal the crops from Israel, all of their work in plowing, planting, cultivating, and irrigating would literally come to nothing because of the work of their enemies and how they would destroy what they accomplished. And uh, so they found food in Moab. They found work in Moab, and they also both of the sons found themselves wives among the daughters of Moab. And as many seen, Emletek and Naomi began to have a measure of success in their departure from Israel. But after a decade, the, the disasters would soon revisit their family again. So first, Emletek died, leaving Naomi as a widow in a strange country. Then Naomi watched both her sons die in this strange nation. In all of their path to get, you know, uh, pain and grief, Naomi began to turn her eyes, ears, and her heart back toward the native land, which was Israel. And with all that, you know, that she'd been through, she just wanted to go home. 
she heard the prosperity was beginning to happen again in Bethlehem. So she decided it would be a benefit to her to go back to her homeland and try to put what remained of her shattered and battered life back together again. As she began to make her exit, and as she was trying to depart, something strange happened. Naomi t- tried to discourage her daughter-in-laws. In spite of her efforts to discourage them, her two daughters-in-law decided at this point they would return with her. On a trip back to Judea, Naomi began to attempt, you know, to dissuade them again. She tried her best to dissuade and deter and dampen and daunt and dispirit and just dis- discourage Ruth and Oprah from going with her, which was her daughter-in-law's. When Naomi first began to discourage uh, both of them, neither was willing to go back to Moab. But the Bible indicates to us that the more difficult that Naomi painted the picture that Oprah began to yield and to give in, you know, to what she was saying. But for Ruth, the only, this only increased her, her desire and her grit and determination to carry on and stay with her, you know, you know, stay with her, stay with Naomi. And somebody just should notice that the more you try to discourage some people to turn around and go backwards, you know, only makes them say that, you know, I'm determined to walk, the walk I, I, I intended to walk. That is the way it was with some people who walk in a Christian life, knowing that walking this walk, there are some days where you're going to gain and there are going to be sometimes when you're going to have to, to give up and, you know, give up on some things. You know, there are times when people are, people will try to discourage you. In fact, those that are in this thing called Christianity, it really doesn't seem that whatever you try to put into them or or, or bring into the air a fact or, or some kind of notion, I notice that there are some who respond to this call of commitment with passion and desire turning them back. There are some people who have decided, you know, basically that I'm I'm not going to change my mind. I will not go back to the slave mentality. I will not go back to basically as you to basic as usual. I will not go back to places that refuse to encourage me. And certainly, you know, uh the one thing that Ruth decided was she would not go back to mold. One reason that people won't go back is because they know that God doesn't want them to return to a mess. Mold was as high as a lava. It was, it was the, the messiest place you can be in. In fact, in Psalms 60, chap, uh, verses 18, notice what God called mold. God said, mold is my wash pot, said the Lord. I will want to I I don't want to go backwards. I've seen what God can do. And so have you. All right, and so we're gonna go on. Um so I know I know a lot of us seen us, you know, make changes for the better. You know, um I know how how it is when you or I or anyone else have a new attitude, a new mindset, a new level of understanding. If you don't want me to, to see see the light, then you should have never brought me to the light. But now that I have seen the light, you will never put me back in darkness again. I will not go back. You can't make me go back. 
I rebuke you for even suggesting that I go back. If you don't want to go back, don't go back. Okay, and you know, um, in that in that spirit alone, right there, of having the, the you know the notion of not wanting to go back, that that should be a whole a mindset. You know, um, and let's just talk about uh, people that do go back. You know, instead of some people, you know, turning back, it has stirred a deeper place in their heart to live with God with a deeper desire and a deeper aspiration. I believe that there are some people that can't wait to go forward because they know that back there is nothing but danger that lurks in the balance. Back there is nothing but bondage. Back there is dictatorship. Back there is nothing but deceit, cunning, sneakiness, and hatred. You know, I know across the world there's somebody that wishing that they can freely worship God without the repercussions of death or even being dishonored or even just blacklisted. As we recognize that there are, there are heartaches and pains that there is, you know, in the way, you know, we understand that trouble is waiting to rise. Back there is nothing but destruction waiting for me, you, or anyone, is back there. But believe it or not, there are some people that want to go back there because it wasn't long before Oprah turned back and went back to mold. Some people want the cunning, the kickback of, of making it under, under the table deals. They want to go back. They want to go back because they're holding on to sin and unrighteousness where they think that they can have their cake and eat it too where they think that, you know, even though they proclaim and want to serve the Lord, still are doing underhanded, you know, back alley deals with, you know, with people because it takes two to tangle. Okay, so what does Moab hold for Oprah? So in Ruth chapter 1, verses 15, we find that she's returning back to her old gods. She's returning to her her old gods of idolatry, the ones that will have, you know, rule over her life again. And may I tell you that there is absolutely, you know, imperative that these and those that have experienced revival, revitalization, and restoration, you should not return back to God's that rule, controlled and dictated every move in your life. God has a greater plan for you. A life of going back to the dredge is not what he intends. He didn't bring you this far to let you go back, you know. So understand that Moab is the land of wanderers, and I, and you know, and so too many people have wandered away from God. They've wandered away from His Word, His Spirit from the from the church and from the sanctuary that provides safety. It is a wandering that is sad and fatal because in Naomi's own words in verse twenty, she said that she <clears throat> went full and returned full of bitterness and spirit. And that is what Moab held for Oprah. And we can't go back to go back to a mess, you know, that consents to unhappiness and displeasure. You know, to go back means to walk by, you know, to walk by sight and not by faith. To go back means that I don't care what I learned and by listening to the ministry. Going back means instability and a double mindedness. 
To go back means death. To go back means that there will be no return to life. To go back means disobedience. With overturn back to mold, she picked herself in with a company of men who were exposed to true life, but they never had the ability to turn turn it in the right direction. So, you know, as um, we're talking about the place of mold, you know, mold is was so close to being like those cities in Sodom and Gomorrah where there was this despicable and despised and disgusting just to even be there and, and to set foot in the place. So being in a place like that and wanting to go back, um, it goes to tell you that, you know, I want to tell you right now tonight, you know, uh, you have to take charge of, you know, what you're doing, how you do it. And so, you know, whatever point you're at in your life right now, please don't turn back, you know, the way that we're listening to how Oprah did, you know, and living in days of the past. You know, the Lord came into your life. He came into your life to to restore, revitalize, to renew it. He didn't want you to go back to old pains and old miseries. He he intended to bring you back into the glory and, and the glory in his eyesight. And so I don't know about you, but I'll, I'll never go back. And that ought to be, you know, the heartbeat of every single person that is, you know, that, that hears my voice. And I know that there are times, uh, just like Lot's wife, when you, you can hear the music playing, I'm, you know, and I, I know there are times when you hear your old friends calling your name, but you got to stand, you know, flat-footed and, and not turn back because the destruction is just waiting there. So now that Ruth makes a decision, and I can hear someone saying, you know, before you go on, let me ask you a question. What was it that made Ruth so different from Oprah? I'll tell you what it was. It was all a matter of desire. The self-denial that caused Oprah to stumble. And if you're not careful, the same thing will cause us to fall. But on the other hand, Ruth began to to determine in, in her heart that she would be different and not follow someone just because she has known them for a long time. When Ruth was determined to go to Judea and leave Mo forever behind, she stepped into very greatness of the halls of history. The decision that she made on that day should set us forth into the bloodline of the creation of Jesus. Ruth's decision was much harder on her to make than it was Oprah's because Oprah simply was turning around and going back to her own country. But this decision was Ruth that, that Ruth was making was going to change the entire destiny of her life. Even though she was moving forward, she had a few things that was against her. And I need to tell somebody here in in the room is like whatever you, you try to move forward, you know, there's always going to be something that will try to pull you back. Or whatever you try to move forward, there will always be something or somebody that will be against you. Her foundation, her foundation was against her because she was from Moab. She, her past was against her because she was a widow. She was a her religious tradition was against her because she worshipped Shamash. Her sister-in-law was against her because she was alone in this decision. Even her future was against her because she was going into a nation that had no room for Gentiles. But I dare someone to just think 
count up the cost. I dare you to add it all up and consider what are you leaving back in this wicked world. Please think, though, that you are leaving, but in the end, think of what you are going to gain because what you stand to gain is joy, unspeakable joy, peace, and it surpasses all understanding of love and flows like a river. Understand that her decision was not made out of the instinct but rather of conviction. I would have rather have five to make a decision based on a conviction than to have 500 who made decisions based on instinct. When she made her decision, Ruth decided it was by surrendering. Ruth made her decision that there is no strength attached to what she was going to be doing. She was determined that whatever Naomi did, that was exactly what she was going to do, not her. Even though in, as we make decisions and we make tough choices, sometimes we make those ch- choices alone. Sometimes we have to realize that, yes, you know, now we, we this is where we part ways. It was uh, nice knowing you, but I have to move on. All right, so um, let's just uh, take this uh, particular part home. You know, so it just so happens that Ruth's story doesn't end with that decision. The Bible informs us that she married a man named Boaz, and from that marriage became a son named Obel, Obed. And Obed had a son whose name was Jesse, and Jesse would have a son whose name was David. And out of that lineage would be the descendants of Jesus Christ. And I believe that she would have returned back to that place of destruction, and she would have basically aborted, you know, the possibility of Jesus Christ coming here today. So I know it might seem like you're going to you're going to give up and on you know good things of life by going back, but I'm here to tell you that you know you're going back is a death trap. You know, going back is a place of wickedness. Mob is a place of the you know of the cunning of the cunning, the cutthroats. Mob is a place for ungodly and unchurched and unsaved people. You know, I I know you know we have been in the world where we we see and you know um we hear you know unholy and uh, wicked and even evil things of people you know it's our choice alone whether to step from that and say that's not me and you know I I will not turn back from you know the ways of you know which I choose to live and uh yes you know sometimes it may seem a difficult decision. Yes, sometimes it might be friends. It might be, you know, uh, a loved one. It may be someone we're intimate with, where we feel as though we're willing to to make all the the wrong choices just to be with that person. But sometimes we have to stop back, stop and think: Is this what I really want to do? Is this where where I really want to be? And sometimes, no matter how much you love someone. And you want to convince, convince them that you want to do the right thing, we want to do the right thing, sometimes it just doesn't happen. And we have to understand that, you know, we have to make that decision. And even though it's a tough decision, that, yes, you know, we were, we're going to have to part ways here. So earlier I asked you guys to pick up a pen and paper. And uh, for those that are probably just joining us, uh, we're going to have a little fun with something. So what I want you to do is um, we're going to do this once again. So um, write the year you was born down, 
you do that, you're going to write the age you are now. Not your not your fake age that you give your friends and you tell everybody um, that you're 29 and you're really 39. So you're going to add those numbers up and you're going to come up with this number. Everybody that, that does that. And that number is going to be 2023. And the reason why I was doing this little exercise with everybody to um, – to add up is that, you know, we all have something in common. And for the the one time, you know, and this happens every thousand years where there is a revelation, revelation that, you know, we all have something in common, that we all are, you know, one people and that we are all connected. And so, yes, for, for anybody that's, you know, um, was born at any time, if you add up your birth year and the age you are right now, you'll come up with the number of 2023. So, yes, we're all connected. Yes, we all do have a common place. Yes, we all do have common ground. And uh, right there, that's there's proof right there. So, uh, real quickly, I'm going to wrap the show up. And uh, what we're going to do is um, I want to go into the call of salvation and then um, after the call of salvation, I'll have, go ahead and do the announcements. And then um, from there, we'll wrap up the show. So uh, real quickly, this is the Product of Purpose Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, no matter where in the world you are. Whether you listen to us via phone or Internet, we greatly appreciate your listenership and support for us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. We also thank those that share with your friends and family members. Okay. We are broadcasting on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. Anytime we do a live show, we have a call-in number, which is 319-527-6091. And anytime you want to talk to any one of the hosts, you just press the number one, and we'll get you in as quickly as we can. Okay? And um, we um, also have some of our past shows. You can also go back to the same website, www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And when you uh, go there, you just simply type in the host name or the show name, and uh, you can hear that show in its entirety at your convenience. Also, we invite you to like us on our Facebook page, which is at Purpose Kingdom at Facebook, where you can see our upcoming shows and advertisements. And from time to time, we do make major announcements on our social media pages as well as others. We're also on Instagram and Twitter under the handle Purpose underscore Kingdom. All right, and um, please check our radio network, which is pkn.com. It's 24 hours of music of inspiration, and uh, please share with your friends and family members. Okay, and with God's room, God's blessing, we'll be joining us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour for Study for Life, uh, Bible Study for Life. And that's going to be hosted by Pastor Toy Daly, and it's going to be uh, on tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour. So once again, with God's room, God's blessing, I hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour for Bible Study for Life. And that's going to be hosted by Pastor Toy Daly. Okay, our very own CEO here. All right, with that being said, that's going to be the end of the announcement, and I'm going to go into the call of salvation. And the call of salvation is very simple. Uh, if you haven't invited Christ in your life, this is a, a good time to do that. You know, sometimes we um, let our past stop us from going on to our future. And our future is very important because from there, from our future, we can dedicate ourselves or rededicate ourselves to, you know, our creator and making sure that, you know, that he loves us and he he does love us because he gave up his only begotten son to sacrifice, you know, his life for our sins. 
and yes, um, you know, we don't always seem to, you know, um, understand the blessings and the gifts that are given to us. And this is a mighty, mighty gift that he gave to us. And we just want to let him know that we appreciate that gift. And he said, Father God, I just thank you for allowing your son, the Christ, to die on the cross at Calvary for my sins. I wish to be anew. I wish to walk a new life on this earth. I wish to repent for my sins and move forward and from now on be a new creature in Christ. And once you said that or let someone know, you know, you're saved, you know, and just tell someone. Just tell your mother, your father, anybody, call somebody, text somebody, just yell it out or, or do what you have to do just to let someone know that you've turned your life over to Christ. And once you did that, you know, welcome to the kingdom. Okay, and uh, so um, that was the call of salvation. And real quickly, I'm going to wrap things up. You know, um, in life, you know, we always want to second-guess and, uh, like, rethink and revisit some of the things that we did or some of the things that has happened to us in our life. Um, Of course, no matter how much we think or dwell on it or revisit them, we can never change the past. But what we can do is we can change the future by walking the walk that we need to walk, walking with Christ, walking with God. You know, Enoch walked with God for 300 years, and that's why he became a man of God's own heart. Why God said, I've seen enough. Come home, my son. Yes, you know, we all can't live that life that Enoch lived, and we can't please God, but we can please him as best as we can. So, you know, the best thing that we can do is is walk in the light. All right. So um, just wrapping things up, uh, I'm glad that uh, I had this opportunity to talk to you all tonight. I'm glad that um, I hope something fell on good grounds with someone. And I hope um, also that you had a little fun uh, learning something that we all have in common, and that is uh, 2023 belongs to all of us. And uh Yes, you know, learning something simple like that, it seems like we, you know, we, we have a victorious uh, chord to sing, you know, and, and you know, while, we, while we're singing it, we're letting Satan know that, you know, you know, he, he is in defeat. You know, he, you know, guess what? You will forever, forever be in, de, in, in denial and damnation of trying to trick us and try to fool us where we think that we are, we're not powered. We are powered. God covers us. God leads us. You know, we just have to make sure that we uh, just don't uh, just don't change our path. You know, our path is always being forward. You know, we can't. We can't. We can't look back, and we can't look and think that you know um, what we do or second guess what we do. You know, God will guide us. Just keep walking forward. All right, and um, so before we go, I'm going to play a song that we don't have the rights to, but, you know, in God's victory, you know, we want to always have uh, a joyous a joyous melody in our heart and our soul. Um, so, uh, you know, hey, it's been fun. Um, I'll be back on next week. Uh, I don't know if I'll be doing uh, Facebook Live, but um, I will be back and um, next week. Uh, also, don't forget, you know, tune in tomorrow night, uh, 9 o'clock, uh, Pastor uh, Toy Daily will be on for Bible Study for Life, so have your Bibles ready and your pencils and papers ready because uh, it will be a a good 
uh, diving into God's word. Okay, with that being said, um, I love you guys, and uh, peace. And uh, look, uh, make sure you take time out to love yourself. If you don't love yourself, you don't have time to love anybody else. All right, so um, with that being said, be good to yourself and be good to others. All right, I'm out of here. Peace, and here's the song.